Hi, I'm Lyndon Phillips from Prime Real Estate Phuket. You're listening to the Phuket Property Podcast. Each episode, I'll be talking to property developers and property resellers around Thailand and asking them questions that you, the buyer and investor, want to know the answers to. Hello and welcome to the Phuket Property Podcast with Lyndon Phillips and I'm here today with Mr. Brennan Campbell. Brennan is the CEO, correct? Correct. Of Fazwaz. I believe so. Hopefully still, yes. <laughs> well, after this podcast, I'll let you know. <laughs> Brennan, how are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure. I'm Absolute a, I'm a pleasure. fan of the podcast, so I'm uh, honored to be uh, invited to, to come on and have a chat. Well, that's very nice of you to say so. Brennan, just, uh, just a quick intro from yourself, if we may. Can you tell the, uh, the listeners who you are, how you came to Phuket, and, um, and the trials and tribulations since you've been here? Okay, where to start? Uh, from Canada originally, um, but haven't lived there in about 15 years or so. Uh, I've been in Thailand for the past 12 years. Uh, came here when I was 25, so seems like a lifetime ago. Um, but as a, you know, a 25-year-old who had... Were you that gray when you came? <laughs> <laughs> Am I that gray now? It's in the beard. But so yeah, came came here as a, a young man. Never never been to Asia. Never been to Thailand, and uh, just kind of came here to escape the, the Canadian winters, I suppose, and just to do something a little bit different. So um, spent my first kind of 10 years here in Phuket, which is kind of what I call home in Thailand. Yeah. Um, in the last three years, I've been based out of Bangkok, um, but uh, just recently established a, a base back here in, in Phuket. So spending our, our head offices in Bangkok, uh, we have an office here in Phuket. So splitting my time between yeah. the two. Do you split, do you, do, you, um, do you work remotely between the two or do you kind of just split your activities between the two and split, your duties? Split my activities because when, when you look at the markets here in Thailand, like Bangkok is a massive market for us, right? And Phuket is as well. So, um, you know, personally, I benefit from it too because they're both kind of great places to be. And mm. I'm kind of a, a grass is greener type guy in terms of when I'm in Bangkok, I want to be in Phuket. And when I'm in Phuket, I want to be in Bangkok. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great blend between the two spaces and I get the best of both worlds. So very fortunate. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Well, just just rolling back to your personal life, you've uh, you came to Phuket. Do you have any family here? Um, I noticed you have a snake catcher. In the, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the snake catcher is is my longtime girlfriend. So yeah, Peachy. Uh, we uh, met after my first year of being here. So I think it's been over eleven years that we've been together. But uh, just turned thirty eight yesterday. Um, so no kids at the moment. But. Uh, yeah. But you um, never know. Never know. Never say never, never. Never say never. Apparently. That's what James Wan says. Okay. So um, let's get on to the, um, the subject of Phuket versus Bangkok. Mm. In real estate terms, what's the difference between the two? I think, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. If you look at both of those markets, I think there's a different conversation to be had pre-COVID versus post-COVID as well in terms of how those markets have changed. But I guess historically, when you look at the difference between the two markets is that from a, from a real estate standpoint is that Phuket is uh, a holiday market, a holiday destination, mm -hmm. um, where Bangkok is more of a residential destination, residential market. 
So when you look at the types of demographics that are buying or renting or selling in both of those markets, Bangkok is mostly a domestic market in terms of the audience of Thai buyers and sellers. Um, and you know, our market in Phuket is more the international market. Um, but there has been some changes to that since COVID. Um, and, and that has kind of adjusted equally both ways and that there's more Thai buyers now purchasing here in Phuket. Um, and likewise, there's, you know, I think everyone's kind of running away from cities at the moment in terms of density and population yeah. for more open kind of green spaces. So it's changing. So, Brennan, tell us a little bit about Fazwas and, um, and how that came to be, because there's a bit of a story about Fazwas, right? Yeah. I mean, um, so my, my background is in selling real estate myself. So I was a broker here in Phuket. Uh, you know, very fortunate to be given an opportunity to get into real estate here and kind of learn from starting to do listings, to doing rentals, to selling myself, to managing an office, to then trying to grow a business. Uh, so that was, that, that, that was my initial entry into real estate. Um, and from there, it was uh, looking at, get, sorry, getting a better understanding of the problems that buyers and sellers face as an agent and trying to help my customers in terms of a lack of transparency, data, information, pricing insights, and you know the, the, the challenges. I'm beginning to sweat actually now you've said all of that. <laughs> the challenges of scaling kind of a traditional offline brokerage. So for us, it was looking at these problems and how can we help take established market principles from you know Canada, UK, America, Australia, where there's more regulations, where there's more um, transparency, how can we bring some of these aspects to the Thailand real estate kind of ecosystem? So our business has evolved from being more of a traditional brokerage to now being actually a technology company. Uh, so we have a, a BOI license with the government of Thailand um, under a, you know, a technology development company. And that gives us access to certain benefits. But ultimately, we are positioning ourselves to utilize technology uh, across you know, uh, all aspects of, of the real estate industry to, to address those inefficiencies that I was speaking about. Okay. All right. So uh, Fazwas works a little bit different to... Uh, platforms like Purple Bricks in the UK and things like this, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about how different it is and where you can where you see the the market uh, moving forward? Yeah, when when you look at any kind of tech enabled brokerage, prop tech, these are all kind of buzzwords um, across the industry, right? Uh, when you look at these different models in different countries, they're all solving different problems. Each country has a different set of unique challenges that buyers, sellers, or agents face in the process. So for example, uh, in, in, in North America, in America, um, that one of the challenges, one, sorry, one of the new models that's becoming very popular is the iBuying model, where essentially as a property owner, it's a pain to clean up my house, find a real estate agent, stage the house, I find another house that I want to buy. You know, I can't buy that house until I sell my existing house. So it creates this kind of barrier 
to, 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 to moving on to your second home purchase, where the iBuying model in America, now real estate companies are just buying the property. So they're using sophisticated pricing algorithms to determine the value of that property and determining fair market value and just buying it direct from the owner. So that's solving a specific problem in that market. When you look at the UK, it has its own set of challenges, a purple brick model, which is more direct to owners, um, which is done very well um, in the UK. They scale to Australia and since pulled out. So I think the, what I'm trying to get at is that the challenges for each market are unique and that there's a different approach that's required. Although it's buying and selling, it's the same process, that the, the, the different pain points are unique to each country or region that you, that you uh, enter. Yeah, okay. So looking further down the road, um, obviously technology is, 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 is the way to go in, in many, many circumstances. Do you think that there's going to be any, uh, any benefit from buyers and sellers um, interacting and getting the, getting the working uh, knowledge of ordinary real estate brokers now? Or should I say professional real estate brokers? I think, I think there's always going to be a role for real estate agents. I think regardless of if, 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 you, if you visit the best real estate platforms in the world, if they have the most beautiful pictures, the, the best data and the most information, right? you're still going to want to speak to somebody, mm. right? That has a relationship with that owner, uh, that has, you know, uh, other insights into the areas, the restaurants. Uh, and and that's, there's, there's always going to be a role for a real estate agent. Where the technology comes into play is from the initial search online and profiling you as a user, to create this customized experience specific to your unique requirements that will identify what type of properties you're looking for and will preemptively match you to the most accurate properties, to profiling those users and enriching them with relevant content to increase conversions and time and efficiency. That's what we're talking about in terms of technology. And then some of the, the market data pieces in terms of uh, pricing insights, supply and demand metrics to for maybe your more confident, experienced buyers and sellers that can give them access to that information uh, directly or kind of empower the window to the consumer, which is the real estate agent, the window to the people actually buying. So if you can provide those insights and, and tools to the real estate agent, then in turn they can pass those on to their yeah. customers as well. Yeah, I think at the moment we, uh, when we're looking at the buyers that we have now, they're of a certain age group where they use and welcome technology, but they always want to have that personal interaction with a, with a, with a property agent anyway just to get on that, uh, you know, a, 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 a trust me, trust you kind exactly. of uh, uh, background. I think, right? I think that's an interesting point too, where like the, the, the younger generation, it's like an on-demand virtual society, right? People are used to ordering food, watching television shows when they want to do it, right? I think real estate's no different. I think that as 
that tech-savvy generation starts to age and buy their first homes, then there's going to be greater adoption of kind of the evolution of real estate, which will be no different to any other industry, right? Mm. And, and, and I think that's key that you look at the, the travel industry, you used to go to a travel agent to book your flights and book a hotel, right? That, that space moved very, very quickly. I think real estate is different. Uh, it, it's, you know, some people will buy or sell one property in their lifetime. So it's a big decision. It's worth a lot more money. But I think we can learn a lot of lessons from what happened in that space. Okay. All right. So moving on, your what sort of clients do you see uh, currently uh, coming through the the, the Francois platform and, and, and your um, your recent sales? Are they from a specific region or a specific area? Have you seen that change within the last uh, two years, etc.? Yeah. Not 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 so much in terms of change. I think like you you look historically for anybody who's been selling real estate in Thailand, you had, you know, the European markets, then you had the Russian market, you had the Chinese market. So it's, it's gone through these natural kind of fluctuations. Um, but I think COVID has impacted our business specifically in a few ways in that we were heavily dependent on the international market. And we realized that two years ago when foreign buyers stopped coming into the country. So we were able to pivot very quickly with a content play to focus on the domestic market. So now month on month, our total users um, from the domestic market are growing uh, uh, 20% month on month. So our Thai traffic is just continuing to grow, which when you look at who's buying real estate across Thailand, of course, you know, population of 70, 70 million, there's going to be more Thais buying properties than international buyers. So for us, I think COVID has kind of put the domestic market at the front and center of where our business needs to go. Uh, currently, there is still a huge volume of international buyers and we're, we're selling a lot of properties sight unseen for, for people that are overseas that, you know, looking at Phuket specifically, that know Phuket, that love Phuket and have some familiarity with the region and they're able to make decisions without being here because it's an interesting time to buy, right? Uh, you know, prices are are appealing um, and uh, is a great opportunity to to get into something at exceptional value. Yeah, there's certainly a, a there's a price correction that's that's happening in the market, and it's needed to happen for some time. Um, what are your thoughts on future on on the future of Phuket moving forward, uh, as opposed to Bangkok, but Phuket itself? Do yeah. You, do you see this? Uh, having a, a sticky road for the next six months, 12 months, or do you think it's gradually going to come back quite quickly? I think, I think it's going to come back quite quickly. We see that the, the sandbox has had some impact. I think that when a market like Thailand or you know, looking specifically at Phuket, when that's locked off, you can't come here, there's no access here, people overseas are going to be less inclined to look at it. So the concept of the sandbox that allows people, you know, gives them that window to come here, that starts to stimulate some search, which, you know, people trickle through. So we've seen some success from the sandbox. I think it's a great first step, which is leading to, you know, hopefully this reopening in November. And we believe and we're seeing online with the amount of people that are interested in, in, in buying here that, 
it's going to take years for the mass market to come back. But you know, the mass tourism market, but the mass tourism market isn't specifically buying real estate, right? It's the the people who are based in Asia. It's the people um, you know who are looking at the value of what you can get in a market like Phuket at the moment. I don't know about the UK, but speaking to friends and family in Canada at the moment, property prices are selling like they've risen since COVID, and that. There's bidding wars and properties are being sold for 20, 30, 40 percent over the listing price. Yeah, where you, you look at the value of what a million dollars gets you in Canada now, right? In a suburb, like crowded suburb where, you know, a very basic house and what that will get you here. I still believe that uh, with, with the, some price corrections in Phuket because of COVID, with the prices going up in established markets that it's kind of like this perfect scenario, this perfect storm for a resurgence um, once travel opens up more freely. Okay, um, let's let's move on a little bit. Tell us a little bit about uh, Fazwas in general, um, because you're, you, you have um, uh, a publicity part of this, right? Uh, the tiger? So the, the, the tiger is uh, part of, uh, we, we, there's a parent company that is the majority shareholder in FASWAS called DBV. Um, and DBV uh, is also the majority shareholder in the tiger, the media company. So there are definitely some synergies between the two businesses. One of um, the, the, the most recent ones, and I was having this conversation earlier today, is the negative sentiment about real estate in Thailand in general. I can't um, believe that ever happened. <laughs> if you if you post anything, you know, I went on the Tiger and I did a, you know a market data piece that talks about you know what's happening in terms of who's buying, you know, just some some basic information in terms of data that we actually have, and the comments about who's this guy, what does this guy know, you know, liar, scam, right? And I thought I deleted my comments, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that's it's something that I've been invited to speak about other property things. And it's, it's something that's always in the back of my head is that anytime you say the word real estate, it just brings out like th- these, these terrible comments and negative sentiments. So with access to a platform like the Tiger that has this, this audience of people that are in Thailand or people that are interested in Thailand, it positions us to to address why maybe there is this negative sentiment, right? And it's it's an interesting platform to you know our goal is to is to is to talk about what's wrong with this market, right? It's not all flowers and roses and everybody makes money. There are bad developers here that essentially scam people, and and you know people are buying properties from booths and malls like I don't know again I keep comparing to established markets but in Canada you don't buy real estate from the mall right so again it's just about talking about some of these some of these negative aspects of the industry creating more awareness about them but then also working towards providing people with with solutions so the tiger just gives us a platform to kind of channel that 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 information and, and use it in a constructive way okay so we've we've done all the easy questions now a really difficult question for you 
Why the name Fazwaz? <laughs> so there's 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 two real answers. Sorry, there's one real answer to this. So I'm not going to give you the real answer. Uh, you have to have a beer with me to get the real answer to this one. Okay, but the, the the public answer is that when we set up the business, every other real estate company is called you know no offense property this property that buy real estate here condo for sale that. Um, so for us, we just want love it or hate it. It's different, right? Uh, and that a lot of people think that we're going to be, you know, Arab, Middle, Middle Eastern <laughs> when they yes. come into the yes. office, as well. um, but, uh, when you look at, when you look at Purple Bricks, when you look at Redfin, Zoopla, Zillow, all these tech enabled ecosystems, uh, across all markets, they kind of have these six letter punchy kind of memorable words so that I think that we don't want to be you know, lumped into being a, a brokerage. Yes, we sell real estate, right? But I think that the, the name helps sets us apart a little bit as well. Yeah, it's very memorable. That's for certain. <laughs> okay, Brent, thank you very much indeed. Much appreciated. Thank you very much for your time today. I'd love to have you back sometime to to discuss other areas of the real estate business as well, if that's I, okay with you. I, I, I would love to come back. I think that over the next kind of three, six, 12 months, there's going to be a lot to talk about in terms of you know, how has the market bounced back? What's going on with the prices? So I'd love to come back and it's have going a to chat. It's really interesting. Follow up on our premonitions now. Yeah, indeed. Awesome. Brennan, thank you very much, Lee. Much appreciated. Thanks, Linda. Bye-bye. The Phuket Property Podcast is brought to you by Prime Real Estate Phuket. If you're looking for property to buy or rent or looking to sell or rent your property, then contact Prime Real Estate at phuketprime.com. Phuket Podcast is hosted by Lyndon Phillips and produced by Shark Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.